Hey guys, question of the day. Can men be domestically abused? Our guest today can answer that question. Artan Sulejmani. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Welcome to Lost in Translation, the greatest podcast in Albania currently, because that's where our guest today is from. And that is where my little is from. Shout out to Andre. And God bless America and God bless the Lost in Translation podcast. I am your host, Matty Ice, formerly known as Matty Ice, now known as Matty Ramen. No, oh, wow. We upgraded. Yeah. I don't know. I've been doing that, like the formerly known as Matty Ice thing. Right. For like nine podcasts now. And I should stop because now everybody knows I'm Matt Ramen. But it's fine. We're going to keep doing it. Today is my co-host, one of the smartest people I know when it comes to logic, but mentally... Uh, Deficient when it comes to emotional understandings you know, of the human race. You claim deficient. I claim <laughs> striving for perfection. Yeah. Yeah, that's why um your mother doesn't love you. No, I'm just kidding. I mean <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> no, no, we're fucking around. Everybody has got family issues. We're not talking about that today, though. We're, not. Right? we're talking about domestic abuse. And to answer your question, <laughs> men certainly cannot be domestically abused. I've never heard of such a case in my life. Yeah, I've never. If you've gotten domestically abused before as a male, you're probably a liar or and a gay. Bitch or gay. Yeah. In that case, definitely you can get domestically abused. Yeah. But I mean, at that point, does it really even count? I'm not sure. Yeah. For those of you listening, we're joking. I hope you 100% don't fucking... joke. Yeah. I love the LGBTQLXR community. Wait, what is LXR? I'm joking. I don't know. I just added random letters. Because we have XLR cables. And I was like, damn, dude. You know your audio <laughs> shit. But yeah, so Artan. You are a man who dabbles in competition. I've been known to uh, compete once or twice before, but probably not in the generic sense that people are imagining. I'm not exactly the biggest, brawniest guy in the bunch. But yeah, I mean, I, I compete. I play video games yeah. competitively. For a video game player, jacked. <laughs> you know, I like to work out sometimes with my boys. <sighs> it's just whatever to me. Yeah, he's flexing right now. Um <laughs> BM man, so I had a bunch of questions for you. Um, yeah, go for it. First off, I remember because we, you know, we've been friends since like high school. Right. When did you, when did you start playing video games? How about that? Well, all right. So, I mean, you know, I feel like my story starts like anyone else's story. You either have a brother, or your dad gives you a game console when you're little, or you see some friends playing at school. You know, I had a mix of all of these things, just kind of bringing me like to realize, hey, like this is pretty fun, like. At its core, gaming is really like a social experiment, right? Yeah. You bring people together, you put a you put like an arbitrary programmed video game in front of them with rules and like defined competition and you just let people go at it. And like humans are interesting in that we'll compete for everything, right? Mm-hmm. We'll like you'll have two people just randomly compete who can drink their drink faster, who can, you know, run faster who i don't know you know what i mean like we're just innately built to want to be the best yeah i see what you're getting at and i feel like that reflects a lot in video games where from the start like i would play single player games and it would be fun but then it would feel kind of pointless what was your first first game console Mm, the nintendo 64 okay what was your what was the game you were playing oh the nintendo 64 had so many great games Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Banjo-Kazooie, just a bunch of classics that, I mean, only 90s kids will know, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I played uh, 
the Donkey Kong game. I don't remember what it was. Donkey Kong 64? Yeah, I think so. And I remember it had a great soundtrack. Oh, that game is amazing. Made by Rare. Beautiful soundtrack. Rare games have, like, top quality. Like, if you've ever played Conker's Bad Fur Day, GoldenEye, like, mm -hmm. just a bunch of high-quality games with, they have, like, amazing music producers. Yeah, GoldenEye has, like, the speedrunning shit, right? That's yeah, the meme, yeah. The meme where the guy's like, look at that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, like, skips, I forget like, his name. I don't know. Who knows? Me and Mark Rutsu. That's how I remember how it starts. He Me got a one, 112. Streets 112. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, started with the N64. As I got older, you know, stuck with a lot of, like, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, just a lot of, like, the big consoles that you see nowadays kids are playing on. But, like, instead of, like, Fortnite, it was, like, Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, a lot of classics. Okay, so when did you get into uh, online competitive games? How about that? All right, so getting into competitive games definitely picked up around high school. I didn't have a PC for most of high school, but, you know, I had the game consoles that everyone was playing with back at the time. Xbox 360, PlayStation yeah. 3. Nintendo Wii, all that stuff. And uh, I distinctly remember I would play Call of Duty Black Ops with my cousin from the Netherlands. It was a way to keep us connected. Is that, is that uh, Burke? Or no, that's not Burke. But that's actually how I met Burke. Um, it's his... My cousin's name is Mephile. Um, yeah. And Burke and Mephile were friends from the gaming community. Sh shout out to Mephile. Shout out to Mephile. Haven't heard from him in years, but I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he and I used to play online Call of Duty Black Ops, and we would just always compete to see who would uh, get the most kills in solo deathmatches. And eventually, like, it would just be us two, like, at the top of the leaderboards every time. And it was kind of like those stories where you say, like, oh, like, I'm really good at this game. I used to beat my friends, or I used to beat my brother all the time. Like, yeah. I must be good. So eventually, we kind of, like, looked up, you know, and back then, you didn't really have mass media to look up, like, what a competitive scene was for a game, but kind of browse forums and find out that there's like a little niche like grassroots marketplace for this thing and there was people like kind of getting together in like north jersey like places i could drive to like 10 minutes away where they'd have like 20 people lands and like Damn. yeah it was sick and they, and they would compete and uh i went like got my ass handed to me and so that's when i realized like oh wow there's like a legitimate um, sort of like competitive, like there's like a community around this, you yeah. know, like a group of people who dedicate like all their time to just finding every possible way to push the game to a level that like, you don't just think about on a casual sense. And that's when I started like thinking like, where else has this been explored? So I started looking up other gaming communities, other like competitive places. And I saw like Halo, World of Warcraft, PVP, like a lot of MMOs and, um, Something that never occurred to me was that uh, there was also a competitive place for Nintendo games. And specifically, if you've ever played Super Smash Brothers, mm -hmm. there's a huge community based around pushing the uh, GameCube version, Super Smash Brothers Melee, to like the absolute limit. And it's crazy because around five or six years ago, I find this, and I used to play Smash all the time as a kid, um, played with my friends, like with my cousins, just, you know... Never really thought about it again. Yeah, I always got the new game as it came out. And I come back and I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I want to play. So I grab my GameCube controller from like, you know, my wardrobe, wipe off the dust. And I'm like, oh, I'll just drive to one of these places. And same thing. Not only do I get my ass handed to me, I got smacked way harder than I did in Call of Duty because at least in Call of Duty I had played. I hadn't played this game in years. And these guys look like they've been playing every day for the past, <laughs> like since the game came out. You and know? neckbeards. Neckbeards. Literally <laughs> neckbeards. <laughs> And so 
I got fucked up and I wanted to go and I was like, I'm gonna go home. I don't care. You know what? Fuck this game. Fuck this community. This shit sucks. Okay. And I went home. I started watching videos and I just got like frustrated. Like the kind of the competitiveness came out where it's like, I want to win. I want to go back and beat these guys. Who are these kids? They suck. You know? Yeah. I could definitely be better than them. And so what ended up happening was I just committed so much time studying the game and playing at home and just meeting new people who also played where eventually a couple of years came back or like a couple of years passed and I came back to the game having practiced, having studied like all like the competitive mechanics and I go to a tournament and I get fifth. You got out of, fifth? Out of like 70 people. Dude, and, I have a question before you move on with... Dude, why is Melee the fucking like i know there's like a lot of communities it's not just melee there's like is there brawl or is brawl like the piece brawl, of shit brawl's dead like most there's really just like melee at this point for the super smash Bros. community super smash 64 has one the new game that came out for the nintendo switch has a pretty decent community okay but melee uh what, like what's your question is why is melee the like cult like the, the so the reason melee has such a cult following behind it and like kind of what got me drawn into it is it's crazy there's so many actions per minute in like a competitive game that you would not ever believe could be produced from a single controller with like five buttons and an analog stick. I remember watching a video titled like how fast is melee and peak players were hitting upwards of like 200 APM. And that's like equivalent to like, if you've ever played Starcraft, like Starcraft two pros. Yeah. I, re I remember they would just be clicking like nonsense. Yeah, just, clicking just intensively. Like it was like, comparable to their levels of APM. And if you've ever watched a competitive Starcraft match, uh, if you've Starcraft. ever watched a competitive Starcraft match, excuse me, you'll find that you can't even follow the players as they're moving. Their fingers are just sliding across the keyboard and you you would think that they're just mashing buttons randomly. Yeah, no, and then magically they have a whole horde of and like the, Yeah, 40 and they've created things. a whole like troop to fight with. They've set up their base. They've set up like reconnaissance. Like it's crazy. And same thing in Smash. Like you look at a player who's playing competitively at the highest level, it'll look like he's just flailing his fingers over a controller. But you look at the screen and his character's doing like 20 different actions in like five seconds and it's insane. That's crazy. Um fun fact about StarCraft, a kid in my fraternity actually played like competitively. Oh he played at a competitive level? Yeah. That's awesome. Did and he, he ever like, like travel he for competition? Yeah, I think he did actually. I think he was like, I don't know if he traveled. I don't, but I think he was like in, back then when like it was like just online. He was like in sec. I think he was like up there. But um. Oh, like he laddered and like on like the ladder, like on the ranked ladder, he was really high. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I also played League of Legends. If you know what that is. Yeah. I got pretty high on that ladder too. I of course I know. <laughs> dude, Listen, man. Well, can we just talk about? Dude, we used to dude back when we played. When we played like when we were in high school and we were like casual. I have friends who play like now. Yeah, really. And like, yeah, I had like, remember Dennis? Dennis Park? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And because he's Asian, it's okay that we're name dropping him because there's thousands <laughs> Dude, of them. If you find Dennis Park, good for you. <laughs> yeah, really. No, but uh, I remember he was like playing at the library because we both went to Rutgers and I was like, and he sucked. Like, right. dude, yeah, that's the Dennis, funniest Dennis thing. Dennis was never good. Yeah, Go on. He, and he would get so fucking angry. And I was like, like, dude, remember when we, we would play casuals? We would hide in the bush uh, and like the five men gank the, the top lane. You don't, you weren't a part of that. No, I wasn't. Oh, no, yeah, because you were fucking. Yeah, so all of us were playing casually, having fun, you know, trying to like fuck around and like troll people on the internet. 
You would play Zin Zin Zhao. What, what, yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. call him? Jin Zhao? What is Zin, it? I, I always said Zin Zhao. Yeah. But apparently it's Jin Zhao or something or Jin Zhao. I don't yeah. remember. Whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Artan, instead of enjoying the game, <laughs> he would be playing um, fucking just straight. He played the same character nonstop. He would win, lose, lose. You lost a lot. That's another thing. You would lose a lot. You sucked at it. I definitely lost a lot, but. Even you just saying this reminds me, and it's so crazy to think about the duality of a game like this, right? Like, you're describing the casual level. Like, you yeah. and our friends would just get together in a five-man group and just fuck around and pick whatever you wanted and have fun, right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> sounds like, like, you're just having it. You're just laughing, you know? You're doing whatever you want to do. Win or lose, you're just fucking around, man. You're just talking to your friends, playing mm -hmm. a video game. But to me, like, it was, like, it was fun to do that. I'm not going to say I didn't have fun doing that, but it always felt like empty like it felt like there was i needed more out of it yeah so like once i got good at league and i stopped playing with you guys i instantly just dove right into the ranked mode i just wanted to compete i always for me at this point games are about proving that i'm better than you <laughs> uh, without a doubt you suck like yeah you can't compete against me and that's all i care about and like having a mentality like that going forward it's so amazing and i don't know how to describe it other than the fact that You'd have to play a competitive set and win and just look at you turn around and you see people looking at you like, wow, this guy's good. Oh, like, yeah, like when people people would you got to the point where people were watching your matches like casually, right? Yeah, exactly. People would watch me and recognize me and be like, dude, like you're Arton, like you're sick. Like you're <laughs> like your gameplay is like nuts. Yeah. Like your fox is sick. And mm -hmm. at that point, it's like, hell yeah, like this is what I put in those hours for. Like, this is why I was at home watching videos practicing every single day like all this stupid ass technical bullshit on a controller that will never translate to any other skill elsewhere right like, yeah. if we think about it right like i'm not getting stronger maybe my hand eye dexterity is getting a little better but it's useless but i don't know it just makes me feel like i'm king oh yeah no i, I totally get it because um even like remember when me Hyun, and them were like lifting and stuff and like right. also the fact that you're able to like when you get to like the percent uh, uh, what's the word for it like the top percentile yeah what is it echelon s oh like the upper echelon yeah echelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah like when you get to that thing and then you look back and it's like all these people are just worse than you and like yeah. you're like dude i'm that much better than and then you you feel uh, and then I remember, yeah, like me and Hayan, we would go to the gym and you, we used to be like the biggest guys there. And now, yeah, dude, yeah. now, dude, the gym, you go there, everyone's fucking ripped. I know. And it's, I'm like, dude, yo, this is ridiculous. Like, and um, to kind of elaborate on that, like, exactly, it's crazy, right? Yeah. And it's so cool because it translates everywhere where there's this totem pole mm -hmm. where, like, how good you are at whatever you're doing directly correlates to, like, the respect you get. And, um, like at the gym, right? We walk around. If we see like a dude who's ripped, we'll look like, holy shit. Like yeah, this dude's like, this built. Guy, this and like, it's like, and like, you kind of like nod your head and respect like, damn, like he put in the work and he looks yeah. fucking dope. Also, I remember you're, so you're, you're a Fox player, right? Right. I remember you were like, you were just like, dude, there's like zero Fox players in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So there was actually no Fox players in New Jersey until I came around and I, <laughs> like, I literally... I pushed the character into this region and it's great because now there's more foxes and they're really good. And some might say like are around my skill level even better than me because I've been in a little out of practice. Mm -hmm. But it's just like an amazing feeling to know that like before that, I was like, I was pushing this shit around here. I was making things happen and people respected me for that because fox is like the best character in the game 
and he's also the most technically demanding. He requires the most time to get good at. So it's kind of like a like a curve where you start off slow, but once you get good, like your results pick up fast because you start beating people who like you would not yeah, expect to beat. Yeah, because you have more tools. Yeah, exactly. You have hard way to utilize. more tools. Yeah. Exactly. So it requires way more thought process and execution. Um, dude, I I got good at Counter Strike for a while. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, dude. I was fucking dude because I would never miss. I would never like. I was like, I had the greatest fucking aim in the world and whatever. But dude, I got to the point where I just kept playing um, like CS:GO casuals. Right. And everyone fucking hacks. It's like simple as that. I was like, dude, I I got my reaction time so good. Yeah. Where I was like, when I got a, a new mo- I remember I had to get a new monitor. It was like 144 FPS and like one millisecond response time, just so like I could see the the characters. I I was beating hackers until the point where like the people who like not only did they have wall hacks, but they were also good at the game. Yeah. And at that point, it's like when you're expecting to like see my head, like uh, I can't fucking compete with that. Yeah, and I actually, like, it's funny that you say that because it's reminding me of, like, the same thing in Call of Duty. There was always hackers online, like, people using walls, people shooting, like, before you could even show up. And that's kind of, like, the thing with those types of games, right? Those are just literally execution tests of you clicking a button. If you hit the person's head, they're dead. Mm -hmm. If you hit their body, they will die slower than potentially they kill you. So there's really not too much, like, mental nuance in counter-strike at the higher level there's way more yeah absolutely. like i'm not like to discredit smoking, it smoking like, and utility like, like grenades are heavy yeah. in that game with like how much mental power goes into it baiting people onto like going to another site like you could fake a plant on b and then rotate back to a and have the team move in like places it's it's awesome to watch but again at a basic level shooters are just hey i click on you you click on me who clicked better yeah so that's ultimately what pushed me away from that kind of genre um but specifically, like in Smash, there's so much thought process that goes into each hit. Like, it's different from a traditional fighter in the sense that combos are freeform. It's more of a sandbox game than it is a, uh, like an arcade fighter where you make up your own combos and you just execute them on the spot. Like, it's, there's not like you just press like A up up and that gives you a, like a guaranteed combo. It's like, Oh, this person yeah, like, here. That's like Dragon Ball Z, the A up up. Yeah, exactly. But like in this game, it's like, oh, they're close to the side platform. Push them onto the platform, grab them, throw them up into the air, hit them mm-hmm. over to the top platform, jump onto that platform, throw them back into the ground, and then slam them off the stage. Yeah. And it's like every situation is unique and it creates this interesting dynamic where it's like it really allows like for almost artistic expression if people like follow and understand the game. Now, I have a question, like, so there's physics in the game are the physics similar for every character or is like are they like the like i remember bowser was like a heavy a big character or whatever like he would fall he would not be able to jump as high or like let's say like at zero percent if you kick someone in the air they they don't go up as high as somebody who's on like 50 percent. so do you have to like put yeah, that yeah, into so consideration that plays a heavy part into the game every yeah. character is classified by their own weight class by how fast they fall by how hard their moves hit, and there are people have made spreadsheets like dictating like every percent where like a certain move will kill at a certain stage at a certain pixel point in the map, and it's very like down to a science, and it's crazy because even though these spreadsheets exist, they'll never be able to utilize, like they'll never be able to be utilized because you'll never hit that exact moment, but they just give like kind of a uh, a basic framework for what people can work with. So you like you learn that okay, Fox's like up smash like his strong move kills people at ninety percent, 
okay, you're never gonna really have people at exactly 90%, but now you know if they're at 89, you have to hit them with one more move and then quickly go for the up smash and you'll get the kill. Or you'll convert into a grab into another move that'll kill. Um, it's just, it's crazy. I don't know. I never thought so much would come from a game where I used to pick up a controller and just press A. And a you were lot. like mindless. Yeah, exactly. And I never thought about it. I would just press A and watch, you know, Mario kick. And I'd be like, oh, this is funny. And like, this is fun, you know? Okay, so you have all these skills. You were able to get to the, you know, the competitive level, professional level, right? Technically. Right. right. Um, how how can you like convert this experience into like, let's say, what would you do? Let's say you wanted to become an investment banker or something like that, or you want to get into like selling stocks. You want to be the best stockbroker, or you want to be a game designer. What would like? Because the thing is, at the end of like, I realized. Learning the basics, it's like some things that people don't do is you have to master the basics, yeah. right? Um, my experiences with like Counter-Strike and stuff, it's like, hey man, you got to learn your spray. Like it's not just about aiming. You have to learn how the bullets go up, how fast you're going, when to walk, like, right. and like how much noise and like depending on where you have to learn the environment. Like you have to know the map. If you if you know the map versus like I I know the difference. I play Dust Two only. Yeah. If I play Office, I'm fucked because I don't even I can't even perceive someone coming from like certain hallways and like. So how would you convert that to like real life? It's like where would you start? Let's say. Yeah. So, I understand what you're asking. I would say that um, for the most part, Smash has taught me a lot about mentality that I can transition into the real world, where, one, like, getting good at the game involved a very specific sequence of grinding, a very, like, structured order of, like, look up something, study it, understand the inputs that they did to do it, understand how to convert that into my own muscle memory to create these inputs, have that reflect into the game. And then not only that, now that I've learned these muscle memory inputs, I can't just do them, like... On command, I have to be able to do them naturally. Just when my brain thinks I want to do this, I need to press mm -hmm. these inputs. Um, and even further than that, aside from the grind, also learning the mentality of understanding competition specifically. You're gonna lose. I've lost many games. I've won many games, right? Yeah. And losing is hard, especially when you feel like you can win. It's very discouraging. Let's say if you're in a best of three set, you lose the first game. It makes you feel like, oh, if I lost this game, I'm going to lose the next game. Mm -hmm. And that's how I used to feel. And that's when I would lose sets, like, and not win. All the time? All the time. I wouldn't take a single game. It's like, if I lost the first game, it's like, oh, this guy must be better than me. Yeah. I can't, um, I can't beat him. However, over time, I learned this is a game that, like, nothing is set in stone, right? He, okay, he beat me. Why did he beat me? And then it comes to the, like, concept of adaptation. I need to think in real time before we go into the next game. What did he do to beat me? What did he? What did? What choices did he make that allowed him to surpass me or yeah. like you know overcome me? Because I can convert. I'm guessing at this skill level, it's not even about how fast you can react. It's about right. the decisions at, you make. At that point, exactly. So execution is always going to matter because we're human and everyone makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. But. You know, at that like at that level, everyone's good enough where their execution is Near above ninety percent accurate. Yeah. They'll do what they want to do most of the time. So now it comes down to a mental game. What decisions are you making? What decisions are they making? Are you going to run in at them? They might dash away, 
and then come back after you go for a hit and like counter hit you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to run up? Are, like let's say you go for an aerial attack. Maybe you don't go for the aerial attack. Maybe you just jump and don't do anything and land and then like they're going to be in their shield and you grab them. Maybe you go for a hit when they're not expecting you. Maybe you come from above. Maybe you grab them when they think that you're going to hit them. Maybe you throw them off the stage when you think that they're going to be thrown up in the air. All of these things come into play and it's really just a matter of two people now kind of breaking each other's habits. Because mm-hmm. humans are habitual by nature, right? So in a game like this that involves kind of patternized fighting, people are going to do the same things over and over. I might run at you and do the same move twice. And you, you have to be ready for that. You have to be, say, he's coming at me the same way he did five seconds ago. He's probably going to do this, or I'm going to counter with this. And if you don't, you lose. And it's crazy because once you start to recognize that and you implement these like reversals and like kind of figuring out your opponent's habits, mm-hmm. you see the results happen in real time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody who I thought I would have lost to two minutes ago, I now have the advantage on and I'm pushing them against the wall. Yeah, I, I remember like a lot of times where like the one thing that happens in Counter-Strike, it's like, hey, you have to admit sometimes the other guy's better than you right. at killing you. Yeah. Like, so let's say you're going down like A or something like that and then you look at double doors and then they, you get fucking shot in the head. Right. Most people will keep going. Exactly. And it blows my mind because the second I get shot in the head, I'm like, oh, I, this I'm guy's... I'm peeking this guy again. He's yeah. good. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the mentality you need to have. Yeah. Because the question shouldn't be how do I beat him at his game? It's how do I change the game? Because mm-hmm. he beats me when I peek that spot that he's always looking at. How do I either get him to stop looking at that spot, get him at a different angle, get or him, lure like, him out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's another thing. That's like one thing that pl- plays well for me in the fact that I have like ADD, dude, is I never do the same thing because I'm always afraid that the other person is going to pick up on my, like, my, the, my habits. Right. Even if it plays well. Like, I remember, um, uh, I used to op. Like, oping is easy. Everybody, like, honestly. Point and click, man. Yeah. Point and click. And that was great for me. But then I got to the point where, um, people were so good with their AKs or their rifles that the recoil would just destroy me. I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. So then I had to start doing rifling and then I learned rifling. And to be honest, like, I just genuinely, I don't think my computer is, like, big enough or, like, it has enough FPS or, like, my, my ping is not good enough for me to react fast enough. So I had to adapt to using smokes. Right. And I thought, at first I was like, smokes is just stupid. Like, the second I see them come out of the smoke. But it does fuck with your head. It's like, I have no idea where his location is. Yep. But, like, when they're hiding behind a wall, I'm like, okay, there's two places they can come by because mm-hmm. there's, like, one opening. And then, um, yeah, I, st- I became way more tactical. And then when you get kills when you're tactical, it becomes so much easier. And not only does it become easier, it, it feels so much more rewarding. Yeah. Because anybody can point and click, right? Like, I can shoot someone in the head almost by accident if my bullet just hits them. Mm-hmm. But it really feels amazing when you can, like, predict, hey, someone must be hiding behind this corner. Let me throw a smoke and block their vision. Okay, now they're smoked, right? They might be looking at the smoke to see if someone's going to push through it. You throw a flashbang into the smoke, they get fully blinded. You push through the smoke yourself and kill them. And they yeah. can't do anything about it because you just like outplayed them. Yeah, and then they're so helpless that you're like, this is awesome. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> wow, like, I just took matters into my own hands. Like, mm-hmm. there's no chance I die now. I just outplayed you. Yeah, I remember. But that's another thing. It's like when I played League back when uh, I, I was in Silvers, to be honest. I fucking, I, I wasn't that good. But I remember that... Honestly, I couldn't carry. That's what something that, that that shit that they talk about, like 
getting out of silver is hard. Right. I remember I would get like 30 kills and I played Fizz only. I played Fizz mid. Right. And that's back when he was broken and I would get all these kills, but I was like, dude, I can't carry these people. Exactly. And I, I gave you up. You got the kills, but could you convert it into winning a game? To a winning game. a game. Yeah. And I never got past that point because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, exactly. I actually I, I got a Smurf Twitch out of Twitch. Oh, really? And I was like the greatest game I ever had. I had 67 kills and like three deaths, but my entire team left. So I was literally just waiting for them to respawn. I would kill all of them, but they ended up split pushing because. Yeah, because you were one versus. It took them like, it took them a crazy amount. I was like an hour of them like split pushing and shit. And I was like, dude, I can't. First of all, why did it take you an hour to figure this out? And also, oh my fucking God, like. How come I can't win when I'm this? I had everything. I, I think I had like six items, yeah, full build, like 500 I, CS. Yeah, I think Twitch had like a movement speed thing, so I literally had like four blood thirsters and like maybe a few uh, crit yeah. items. Oh, really? Yeah, I like, like that. Phantom that Dancer and Infinity Edge. Alone versus like all yeah. these people, and they were trash. They literally couldn't kill me. Yeah. But um, it's still lost, which shows you teamwork is, you know, no matter what, you can't beat five people. Well, that's actually. Like, funny that you mentioned teamwork. That's kind of what drove me away from League. I hated the fact that I had to rely, rely on, on your team. Yeah, four other people that, I mean, at a higher level, of course, like, you have people that you live with. There are people who make, like, six-figure incomes playing League of Legends in a team, in a house. They go and compete at tournaments. But if you're playing alone, like, I'm playing alone, right? Like, I'm just, like, a regular dude, like, not just playing League for fun. I have to rely on four people who I can't communicate with them other than text chat. I can't. Um, coordinate like, with them. Coordinate. You don't know their it's, habits. I I don't know their habits. I don't know anything about them. All I know is that they play this game and that they're apparently roughly the similar skill level to me. Mm-hmm. And that sucked. And uh, yeah, I just felt awful to feel like I'm losing games because I'm performing adequately, but my team is not meshing well enough to counter their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important to like like be able to feed off of each other. Because I played, um, me and Hyan would play top lane uh, Malphite and Draven. That was like the oh, fucking... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was the shit. Or bot lane Malphite and Draven, I don't remember. But right. we we got, we got did it so much that we would always kill, like, even if the guy was, like, being very, um, what's the word, reserved or um, running away, I, we would still, like, we would be like, I know exactly when to gank this guy. And the second Hyan would um, press his Q, which made the guy slow, I was like, okay, I know what... I know what keys to press, and I've I'm I got so good at aiming my skill shots that this is 100% gonna be a kill. Right. But also that, you know, doesn't work. Yeah, and that's here's the thing. That's like in a casual game mode. Yeah. It's fun, you know. It definitely won't apply always, but you can get some wins off of that. It's yeah. just it's it's unique. It's interesting. So, basically, what you're saying back to the question that I asked you, it's you can just have to grind. Essentially, learn the basics and build up from that. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely what I like in transition to the real world is that to understand anything, you have to break it down, right, at a fundamental level. What's What do you not understand, like, from the most basic sense? Work on that. Once mm-hmm. you understand that, move up. Now what do you need to work on next? Work on that. And it's really just that simple. And yeah, and then it, it seems so. That's why the, your competitiveness is good because some people are like, yo, fuck this. Yeah. Like, we have friends who literally will just always stay, you know, in the silver tier. Yeah, exactly. There's people who are always going to be held back and just say, like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, I'm good. Why am I not winning? However, there's always something to improve on, right? Yeah. It's kind of interesting because this competitive sense, like, also helps you understand 
it gives a better perspective on success, right? Mm-hmm. Like success in general, just what does it mean to be successful? How do people get successful? And you always like hear those bullshit motivational speeches about like you start from the bottom and then you climb up. But it really is true. You really do like no matter what you do, unless you know somebody or you're born into it, which I mean, that's just factors of life that some people are gonna Yeah, have. nepotism is nepotism. Yeah, really. exactly. Nepotism is nepotism. There's nothing you can say about that. But for the average like the average Joe, if you wanna get big, you have to really hustle. You have to figure out what's your game plan. At the most basic sense, what do you need to do to get that game plan in motion? Actually do it. And then that's not enough either. That's just the bare like the Yeah. That's just the surface you're scratching. Because from there, you have to figure out, okay, what next? How do I progress? How do I grow? How do mm-hmm. I bring the people around me growing? Because, dude, community is just as important as yourself when it comes oh, to yeah. getting like, big and successful. They, uh, Joe Rogan talks about it. He's like, dude, when there's new comedians, he's like, that's good. That's good that there's good people. People who are successful means that more people are going to be attracted to like this community. And exactly. we're going to become more important. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's yeah. nuts, dude. It really is. Yeah. Um, what else, what else was I going to ask you about? Um, Artan, let's talk about this. You've always had an issue with human emotions. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want to say I've had an issue with human emotions. Not issue, but, okay, sure. But you ahead. don't understand why people, you know, behave the way they do. If you think about things logically, like there are so many situations that you can break down to an exact science of what you should do, how you should feel like what's best for you going forward, right? But humans are equipped with this weird emotional like sixth sense that makes them um, alter like their decision-making, makes them choose things that are bad for them, makes them do all these things that you would never expect just because it makes them feel better, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, know, you know artificial intelligence, right, AI? Yeah. So there's like four um, totems of artificial intelligence, which is... Thinking humanly, acting humanly, thinking rationally, and acting rationally. And pr- computer scientists have like tackled which is the best approach for artificial intelligence. And the one that has produced the most successful redult- results and the most successful advancements in current AI technology is acting rationally. And the reason for that is um, thinking humanly and acting humanly implies that there are feelings that need to be considered for a human when making decisions or trying to act efficiently. However, if you truly think about it, human feelings are just a product of our own moral boundaries and like like uh, human constructs. Now, when you talk about these artificial intelligence and thinking rationally, is this in a business sense? Like, are these like, like what are these AI doing in where like being rational is the best thing? All right, so, I mean, it applies in all applications. For example, the one that I could say that is most uh, easy to identify with is um, self-driving cars, right? They are programmed under the notion that they need to act rationally, which means they recognize that not every situation will secure 100% safety, right? For example, there's always going to be variables on the outside that will stop a car from never crashing, Mm -hmm. which I mean, a drunk driver could come along and drive right into a self-driving car and they can't really prevent that they can try to but it's not a guarantee that they'll make it out of that like interaction unscathed um however uh they will do they will act based on what they think will ensure the highest likelihood of success they will be the most efficient that they can in attempts to securely driving 
uh like a passenger to its destination okay so okay in that in that sense so even if let's say like a drunk driver they do detect it but like collision is imminent yeah but they will do something like let's say maybe swerving into the car might be which i don't think is will yeah. make it safer. Ex but exactly exactly but, like that maybe maybe in that situation let's say like we're uh, a collision is imminent maybe the best choice for a car to make is to try to hypothetically is to try to let's say swerve into the car mm -hmm. to have the collision happen at a different angle that'll maybe be less exactly disastrous right yeah. but a human will never choose that because, because they are scared yeah he's they are they fearful out and they, they stop like, yes their emotions are overriding their judgment and all they want to do is not be in the situation they're in so they won't do it yeah um but yeah so this is we're talking about the um like the logic why you yeah so you're, these artificial intelligence so now that makes sense the fact that they say thinking rationally is that but the thing is dude we have a whole there's like the whole like your childhood dictates as much as like i would i wish like i didn't i'm like a, my, my childhood makes me want to have a, a lot of attention because i didn't get a lot of it when i was like growing up so i was like fuck now i'm like i want all the attention i can get right rationally speaking it's like i should based on what I'm able to do, like, fuck the, you know, rational thinking, sit down, study. Like, my dad, he was in, in a, like, a, a shitty situation. So, he was way more rational thinking because he was in this, like, in this, like, uh... Shitty spot? Yeah. Like, he was broken, whatever the fuck, and he was like, right. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, You're good, you're good. And I'm, he's like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Uh, I gotta sit down, study, and do it. And then he tells me to do it, and I'm like, Dad, you don't understand. I don't have the same... Drive. Yeah, drive as you do. Yeah. And it's hard to, like... Drive is a really difficult thing. Because that's, yeah, that's another thing, dude. That's like, you're... you're The only reason why you were able to, you know... Not say that is the only reason, but the reason why you were able to be become so good at the things that you... Uh, you know, like the video games... It's because like, I had to like, drive for it. Yeah, oh, you had to drive course. for it. And I mean... That's like an easy thing to say, but a hard thing to understand. It's like, what is drive, right? Yeah. It's like, what pushes people to do these things that most people wouldn't do? Mm -hmm. Like, it's if I was playing a video game, right? If you ask most people, they would say, like, why would you have spent so many hours wasting your time getting good at something that nobody cares about, right? Mm -hmm. But I cared about it. Yeah. Why did I care about it? I don't know. Something propelled me. Something made me want to be good and show other people that I'm mm -hmm. good. But see, that's the emotional thing. It's like, dude, logically, playing video games isn't your most efficient way of, you know, yeah. and, and no, hypothetically you're, speaking. You're 100% right. It's like, you know, uh, like you, dude, if you went into like computer science and like that kind of shit, which we are in, what I'm saying, but it's like, if you like took it super like, as serious as you take like the melee shit, you'd be very... And that's the thing. That's 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 emotion, dude. That's the thing. That's the shit that you, doesn't make so sense. Now, exact. And so I want to ask you a question now, right? Okay. So you're right, and I've thought about this before, which is I spent all this time playing a video game, and it made me happy. But is that right? And the question is, what do people live for? Are we living to be happy? And this Are is we... the existential. Yeah, and this is the existential <laughs> dread that always I feel like creeps up, where it's like, you're right. I did all this, and it makes me happy. But is that a good thing? I wasn't productive to society. I wasn't productive. I just made myself happy. I mean, you also made other people, people who are viewing it technically. It's like, why am I making this fucking podcast? Like, my main reason, yeah, I want to become famous and silky smooth, you know what I mean? Right. But also, there are people who listen to this every week who, you know, they're like, holy shit, like, I like the fact that, like, I can listen to you and forget about the drive home and whatever. 
But um, so you're asking me, what did you ask me? I'm sorry, I fucking blanked out. You were like, like basically, what is the point of like? So what should humans like strive for? Should they strive for their own happiness? Should they strive for like what is success? Is success your own happiness? Is success proving to other people? So you have to. That's the thing is you have to define success. That's it's like just like any. It's like argument. It's like any argument. It's like any, you know, anything that's subjective. It's right. like happiness is subjective. Right. So you have to you have to build your own. You know you have to you have to define it yourself. That's why the people tell you they're like yeah. Figure out what makes you happy before you decide to do anything. And it's like, like, for example, for me right now, it's how many people know my name or how many people like me. But at the end of the day, it's like, it changes too, day to day. Like what makes me happy. Right. Um, like and what, that, when I was like back in when I was in a fraternity, I was like, how many hot girls can I hook up with? This is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's the thing. What's the most logical that dude, the thing is, the most logical sometimes doesn't make you the happiest. It's like, um, give. How about this? You, you want to be super rich, right? Yeah. In anything that any game you play, right? Yeah. You you play GTA, you you you, you get all the cheats and you get you give yourself five billion dollars. Okay. How fast do you stop playing the game? Probably pretty soon after. There's nothing left to do. Exactly. And that's the thing, dude. That's like, it's like the most logical thing is, is like sometimes the most logical thing uh, isn't the most fun for some people. It depends on how you grew up, dude. That's what, at the end of the day, it's what do you, what makes you happy is directly correlated with your childhood. And so do you see why I have such a problem with that? Because that means that we're all doing this thing that makes no sense. We're all making these decisions that really make no sense. I have this friend who... Um, was in a pretty bad relationship like five years ago. His name is uh, Tim. I was going yeah, to say, is this Tim? And um, back then, I, he, Tim used to tell me all the time about things that were going wrong in his relationship and how it's not going to work out between him and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I would say, dude, if that's how you feel, you should just end it. It is the, like, l- like it's the... The logical thing to the do. The logical thing to do is to just let it go and move on with your life. And he would say, I can't, dude. I just can't. And I never understood that. It made no sense to me from a third person perspective. Like my friend Tim is telling me, hey, I'm not okay with the current state of affairs. I, like this sucks and it doesn't look like it's going to get better. And this hurts me. And I'd be like, dude, just let it go. And it didn't take or it took for me to get into a similar spot just recently to under, like, to gain some perspective on how hard it is to really leave when things are going bad for you. And I hate that. I hate that I was in the situation that I didn't like. And to leave it took me to just rip away my emotions for the time being and just make the decision I thought was right. And even now, after the fact, I'm still not content with my decision. Mm-hmm. Like, I am trying to acknowledge that it was the right choice logically, but emotionally, it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the biggest, the biggest battle for most people is like being able to control your emotions. But at the same time, the thing is, like, there's some guy who said he's like anxiety, depression, all that shit is like a, a, a mechanism, like a survival mechanism that your body has in order for you to change, change up what you're doing. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's the thing. Sometimes this mechanism's wrong. It's like, dude, 
we're naturally built to like be afraid of fucking like dark woods. Like I still, whenever, whenever I turn off the lights, I fucking. Yeah. But why are we afraid? Because it's, there was a time, there's a point in time where you're, you weren't smart enough to not to like figure it out, to figure out what to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. And your body reacts that way. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you know, there's some like you know how like sickness works or like how does like cancer work you know what i mean like uh i'm not quite sure where you're going with this okay okay that's fair um basically what it is is we're built to to react to something that our system's not updated that's the best way i can explain explain this to you but couldn't i argue that we are the most updated system humans are the most we are the most updated but our understanding of the world has not adapted to our the way our body reacts to things like does that make sense so you're saying that even though humans have gained the ability to produce logic and like be sentient yeah our bodies are still naturally wired to react to certain situations based on based on uh what's the word for it why can't i instinct okay that's your instinct you're yeah the reason why you have these feelings where you're like why the fuck does this feel wrong is your instinct is saying but is it my instinct let's say to desire monogamy is that instinctual is love instinctual well the thing is you could redefine you desiring monogamy as you that being the best way for you to spread your seed. Does that make sense? How? Because you're having sex with all these girls, right? Let's uh, say, let's you're say you're saying you are, in not monogamous. In, yeah, you're not monogamous. Okay. What do you mean? I'm saying. You're saying you're having sex with all these girls. I'm, oh, saying, I'm an idiot. You, I thought you said polygamy. No, oh, wait, monogamy. That's monogamy. what I'm saying. There are people who, like, well, I mean, we all are most now. Like the at the norm is monogamy, right? And that's crazy to me because in most species, monogamy is not the norm. People mate. There are creatures that mate and stay together, but ultimately. Okay, so this is because we're mammals. That's because, why. And it's because not because we're mammals, because because of uh, the lifespan that we have, right? And how hard it is for our offspring to survive. Does that make sense? Um, okay, yes, so like, I, you're how, saying... How long does it take a bird to leave its nest? Or how long does it take for, like, like a, like a, a little, the instinct to kill for a cat is in there, like, pretty quickly, Okay, right? so you're saying that humans need more nurturing. Yeah, in order to survive. But Back why then, does that, why does that lend itself to monogamy? Because in order to, in order to... To, to nurture, you have to... Be together, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, yeah. So what about after the creature has been nurtured properly? that's why love doesn't last forever <laughs> like, and so that's the thing right you know? so love doesn't last forever and the divorce rate is like 50 percent, and mm -hmm. fidelity rates even higher than that mm -hmm. so obviously like love doesn't work just as plainly as people say it would but at the same time you get into a relation that's very serious you get into a relationship excuse me that's very serious and it ends and i mean most people would say they feel lost they feel confused they feel pain they feel mm -hmm. emotionally distraught and it's like where does that come from uh you you feel like you failed like you failed like mating you know what i mean 
I mean, I guess so. But the thing is, like, right now, like, all I'm thinking about is, like, for my situation specifically, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not with this person anymore, and I still care about this person. Although I, like, reasoned with myself that rationally the best decision was to let it go emotionally i still feel like attached and feel like i should be with this person that might be your instinct saying that you want to make babies <laughs> so you're saying if i got this person pregnant then i'd be good yeah that might be it dude everyone that's another thing it's like the the thing is the people work very differently right it's like well yeah and it's like super situational and it's super, it's like maybe there's something about this girl that your fucking instincts are saying, yo, put a baby in this girl or like, yo, you should be with this person. Try to produce as much offspring as possible. Um, do you think that this person specifically is making me feel this way? Or do you think that anybody would make me feel this way if I opened up to them? Like, let's say I tried to start a relationship with them and it didn't succeed. I, I, I think, I think it's this person. You think it's the person specifically? Yeah. She has the traits that for some reason when you grew up, these traits became attractive to you. Okay. And she has a lot of these traits and that's why you're like, oh my God, this is, you know, this person's made. Dude, I've been in relationships where I fucking, like, not relationships. Well, it never got to like a relationship thing. Right. But I have opened up to women. Okay. And like, because yeah. I was like, fuck it. Because like, I remember one time I was like, I give up. Like, I want to fucking, I'll just give up to whoever. Uh, yeah. You'll, you just want to open up to somebody. Yeah. And then you do it. And then you're like, you know, the other person's, have you ever had someone like you? And then you're like, dude, this is the, no, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's literally when it, what happens is like, you're with somebody that you, you don't biologically, you're like, I don't want to fucking be with this person. So then what does that mean for me in the sense that, if this person was had qualities that I found myself lending like my being towards, but I ultimately decided it wasn't good for me, does that mean I only choose people that aren't good for me? Um, the, no, I mean, no, no, it's just it just means that she has things that you like, but she's not good. Like she doesn't meet all your standards, but she meets enough to the point where you're emotionally involved. But you're smart enough to like. You're logically, you, you, that's the logic part coming in is you going like, this is not right for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why can't I be content with my decision? Like I, I'm trying to be, but humanly it feels just bad. Cause it's just hard. It's hard to break up with people. Dude. It's so shitty. It really is. It's just, it's just hard. It feels it's, so. It feels, ugh. it feels powerless. That's, I think that's, do you feel powerless? I mean, yeah, you could say that. It just feels like everything I'm doing reminds me of something that I would do with her and then reminds me of her and makes me think and discuss her and then we get to this point yeah. where I'm now like sitting here contemplating your, like what's been going on. It's your caveman DNA. You want to protect her. You want to be with her. You want to, you know, that's what it is. You don't, it's good. <laughs> you feel loved, dude. You're not a complete robot. But that's know? the thing. I want to be a robot. I know you do because you watch Mr. Robot. By the way, great show. Great show. Great fucking show. Dude, why do you think people... So people... A lot of people look up to people who are uh, very... What's the word for it? Apathetic. Yeah. Like sociopath. When I see like so, like when I see serial killers, they look dope because you're like, holy shit, this guy literally does not give a fuck. Right. And But like his only... His only... The, the only thing that... The downfall they have is like they want to be noticed. 
So they end up getting caught because they leave clues behind. But it's like at the end of the day, dude, you fu- you're well, not going to be able. You, you're you're a person. But the, the best way you can go about doing it is understanding that you can't change it. That's the thing that because you're you believe in changing. Yeah. Yeah. You believe that you can change anything. Yeah, I do. Which not- is true to a certain extent. Uh, I just like the thing is if I can't even change like myself how can I change anyone else is the thing you but you the thing is is sometimes some things you can change but some things you got to learn how to navigate you know what I mean like in video games no matter what you do those characters are able to do six things yeah it's how you use those six things so let's say if you know Every time I do a coffee order and the person fucks it up, I go, I go ape shit insane. Okay. I have two options. Either I like, either I fucking order simpler coffee. This analogy is stupid, but it's either I I have a simple order or the second route is I'm going to get angry. And just when it's happening, I'm aware that. I, that I'm angry because the coffee didn't thing happen. She fucked up my order. Yeah. And I'm here. And just realize that the decisions that I can't make a decision now. Like, I shouldn't, like, when I get angry, I don't talk to people. That's the new thing that I started doing. Yeah. I just go dead silent. I just go like, all right. And, like, that's my, the mechanism I developed afterwards. I'm... Dude, if you, if you piss me off right now and try to make, get me to like make a decision, I will make the worst decision possible, no matter what. Let me ask you something. So let's use that hypothetical you just brought about where you go order a coffee mm-hmm. and let's assume you go drive through, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to drive through, you order a coffee and the person making your coffee fucks it up. Do you still go back the next day through drive through and order the coffee? See, that is also another way of fucking... I'm asking you, it. what would you do? I'm asking. What do you I what? do? I literally stopped going to Dunkin' Donuts because they fucked up my coffee one time. Okay, so you stopped going to Dunkin' Donuts. Where'd you go instead? I went to Starbucks. Okay, you went to Starbucks. Did you get the same coffee or did you get a new coffee? Um, same coffee, Americano. I always get the Americano. Okay, is it better or worse? Tastes pretty much the same. Pretty much the same, right? Is Starbucks farther? No, it's actually closer. But I liked Dunkin' Donuts because it was cheaper and. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think in college, you know, like you, uh, you know, I was, it was a cultish following. It's like, I right. only eat. Right. Drink, well, the reason I'm donuts. asking this is because, okay, so you made the decision you switched over to Starbucks because the people at Dunkin' Donuts were messing up your coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And you said there's only, you said in your hypothetical, you have two options mm-hmm. to like, let your anger influence your decision or to, what was your other option? Um, Just be angry, but just not do anything about it. Yeah. Do anything about it. Right. I mean, if you think about it, there's really so many options you can take, right? You can learn how to make the coffee yourself. You can go into like the place instead of going through drive-thru. You mm-hmm. can go back and talk to the person to have them fix your coffee. You can get a refund. You can, you know, go back and get a whole different drink and try mm-hmm. something else. But we don't do that. Yeah. Because, yeah, drive. And that's, that's the... I don't have... Dude, I don't have the drive to learn how to make coffee like Starbucks does. I don't have the drive to fucking... Tell management that your employee is a shitty person that you should change. Even though I was very close to doing that, by the way. One time I literally, <laughs> I called them up and I was like, can I talk to management? And then they said that they're not there. And then I was like, why am I calling them right mm-hmm. now? And I was like, I just hung up. And um, what's it called? Yeah. But 
So what you're saying is, yeah. Yeah, dude, there's very logical reasons, but I don't... The drive doesn't magically happen. Yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah, dude. You just gotta learn how you work. There's certain things... Because you, you know how you, like, you say that habits can change? Yeah. There's some habits that you have to observe about yourself and, like... Dude, you fucking... You only eat hot dogs. You eat hot dogs and fucking... But which, wait, isn't that logical in itself by which I'm going to say, so, you know, a lot of people tell me, oh, I just had this food. I can't have it again. I don't want to eat it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I would ask why. And they go, oh, I had it yesterday. I don't want to have it twice in a row. Like, let's pick something else, right? But the thing is, you like what you ate, right? It gave you sustenance. It tasted good as per your taste buds. And, it, you know, it did everything it needed to do for you at a price that you could afford assuming assumingly mm-hmm. um why not go back well because the more you go back the less you know people like new experiences but it's not new it's like not, it's for not example new. at least in the situation that i'm describing people will say okay they'll be like oh i had chinese last like yesterday let's get pizza today or be like oh i had pizza two days ago let's get a hamburger today but it really cycles between the same foods. Mm-hmm. And my point is, it's not really different. It's just, or it's not really new. It's just like a... Limitate, like... It's just like an emulation of new. It's like, oh, because I haven't had it in a while, this is new, right? Oh, yeah, or yeah. newer. For, for sure. But what's the point? Okay, have you ever... What's the point of, like, cycle, creating a cycle? You're, like, what I'm saying is, so you brought up that I only eat hot dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you you brought that up as a point as, like, that it's not normal in the sense that people can't eat the same food over and over. Oh, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, I'm saying, like, people trying new things or, like, people, like, why why don't you have a drive to eat something different? Oh, but that's my that's point. What I'm trying to say. I do eat different things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's n- like you say, I only eat hot dogs, but which I guess. I'm being, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, definitely completely. exaggerating. But, yeah. like, it's true in the sense that. Hot dogs are a consistent food that I will eat. And if I only had that as an option, I could eat it every day without failure. The thing is, um, now let's not let's disregard for a moment the nutritional value of a hot dog because it's not very high. We can replace the hot dog in the scenario for something that has more nutritional value, like the tofu dog. Is sure. That, is that like what a you tofu mean? dog. Or what I mean is something that encompasses. What are you, what are you trying to get at? My point is, um, like people will often make these decisions like oh, I can't eat this again. Or, oh, I'm getting tired of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But it's more so like to the notion of logic. I know, but the thing is your endorphins respond. If you eat a hot dog, like have you tried eating hot dogs for like a month straight or something like that? I don't know why I picked hot dogs. You love chicken wings more than anything. I mean, yes, I've eaten the same food for like an extended period of time. Do you enjoy it? Like More, I did the first time? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm always confused to hear people say that taste buds See, will like that's, degrade. That's the thing, dude. People like for me, dude, I can't have my, I'm so used to this peak in dopamine. That's what I'm looking for is a peak in dopamine. Right. There's a reason why when I went there, I fucking, when I w- go to Starbucks, sometimes I get a caramel macchiato instead yeah. of, uh, you know, instead of my iced Americana, even though I love the iced Americana, I'm like, fuck. This tastes like diarrhea today. I want something else. It's because I'm looking for new ways, a new high. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get high, trying to change it up. And changing it up is like a good way to, you know, 
Um, let me ask you something. What's the name of this drink that you got? I've never had this, but passion fruit grande. Okay, so you never had it before, right? Uh huh. Was it good? Yeah. How good? It was good. Can you can you tell me a drink that like you've had before that was good but not great? Like eh. Um like that you would drink it if offered to you, but never really choose it. It was like this Thai tea, something like that. Okay, Thai tea. So let's just call it Thai tea, right? Tell me your favorite drink. My favorite milkshake from Milkshake Shack. (laughs) Okay, so a milkshake from Shake Shack, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, for a thousand days in a row, I offer you a milkshake from Shake Shack. Same flavor. So pick your favorite. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, uh, Cookies and cream. Okay, so a cookies and cream milkshake from Shake Shack or a Thai tea. thousand days. How often do you pick the milkshake? Um, how often? As in between these are, the two? These I know this is a very strict hypothetical because you can always choose whatever you want. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm. So trust yeah, me, I'm the cool two, with going in between the two. How often do you pick the shake over the Thai tea? Okay, so which one? If to be honest, it would be like a. There would be a drastic difference. But for sure, I would be picking the Thai tea. You too. would pick it sometimes, yeah. Even though it was just okay to you, yeah. Only to break the milkshake like yeah. streak, yeah. Because you know for sure that over time you would like the milkshake. Because I get as sick much. of it, dude. I've had I've had a Reese's peanut butter cup phase. I had so many Reese's peanut butter cups. This was in high school. Yeah. So I was junior senior year of high school. That to this day. The thought of eating anything Reese's peanut butter cup flavored fucking makes me want to vomit. Because after, dude, that's what I'm saying. Most people, most people work like this, dude. Most people get sick. Have you ever gotten sick of anything? I mean, the only time I've ever gotten sick of a food was when I was in Macedonia once. I ate these kebabs and they were good. They were delicious. I love those kebabs. I love them today. Mm-hmm. However, that day I got very sick shortly after eating the kebabs. And when I vomited, the kebabs came back up in a very unpleasant way. So that left a very poor taste in my mouth of the kebab. So it kind of like pushed me away from eating it again for a while. But not because of the taste itself or the taste degrading, but more so because I puked and that was very gross. And the taste of kebab came back up with my puke, which like left a poor... So so I'm telling... Okay, so that's different. That's like something bad happened yeah i've never like with food that's a big thing that's why when people fuck up food like if you ever get food poisoning at any restaurant yeah you it might be take you two years to even like yeah consider exactly having yeah, it. yeah yeah but what i'm saying is i na- naturally the way i work dude if i have something the second time i like it a little less the third time in a row i like it a little less the fourth time in a row i like it a little less but is that like a physical thing with humans? I, I would believe it if it is that taste buds truly degrade over time. But like, what's it called? What's the name of this? It's not even phenomenon. T- it's not even taste buds. It's how do drugs work? It's the same way that food, a food, food is a drug. And so are drugs. Drugs are drugs. What I'm getting at is like, why do people go up in dosage for drugs? Which is literally, it's kind of like drugs and food is kind of the same thing. Why do people go up in dosage okay how i understand what you're about to say because like you know like they say you'll never catch that first high sort of thing Mm -hmm. or it'll never be as good as your first time so you're are you suggesting that like if people did a drug like let's say heroin yeah and then they did another drug then another drug and another drug and they went back to heroin it would feel good like just as good 
So if they always kept it fresh. So yeah, so what you're saying, you're talking about, okay, so heroin is a very distinctly different drug. Okay, fine. Pick a different drug. Okay, weed. Have you heard of THC tolerance? People taking tea breaks? Yeah. The thing is, is your tolerance goes up. Yeah. So back when back when I went on um I went keto where I was eating just meat. Okay. I couldn't even drink. After I like I was like, okay, fuck this shit. I want to have some carbs. I couldn't even drink a like a can of Coke was like insanely high in sugar. Why? Because my body was not used to the sugar intake. Because besides the nutritional value, your body, the way it works, like the craving system and everything, it's like this much sugar tastes like touches my tongue, my fucking dopamine levels skyrocket. Right? Okay. But if let's say I was someone who eats a thousand, like like a thousand grams of sugar, yeah, a can of Coke is like nothing. Yeah, you're and you don't even like feel it. You're like this shit is. Would you say water is different than these things then? Because have you ever felt so differently about water? Your body does not. Um, well, I mean, dude, there's moments in time where I was drinking more soda than water, but that's that's different because water. There's water in soda. There's water in soda, right? So. The thing is, your water... Your, your, your body's comprised of water. Your body's sustenance for water is different. It's it's very... It's ge- it's very general. Okay, so take a grain of rice. Would you say a grain okay. of rice is like a drug? Like, the thing yeah. is, we... It's, it literally is. I could... T- Dude, I'm going to tell you something. When I went on that keto break, when I tasted rice, it actually was sweet to me. Like, the little bit of sugar that's in rice... I guess I'd have to find a food that is so comprised of nothing but like dude, I try it out, dude. You love it. You would probably go on breaks just to taste a hot dog for the second time. I'm Maybe. not even kidding. I don't know. Have you ever deprived yourself of anything? Like to enjoy it more? Like Um Okay, how about this sex? There's a fucking good one, dude. Here's a good one. The thing is, if I don't have sex for a while, it doesn't feel better. I just Produce more cum as I come. Uh, but okay, now that but do you get more? How how much more excited do you get before having sex? The in a while, like you have to admit, there's a difference between like, dude, and that's crazy. Maybe there's just something <laughs> wrong with me because I don't feel that build up in testosterone. Like, I'm not, this, saying, I'm not saying build up testosterone. How much more excited are you the first time you're having sex with a girl versus like the fifth time? But that's a mental thing. That isn't a. That isn't like a physical thing. At least I, not for me. For me, the reason that the first time is like more fun than the fifth time is because the first time it was a challenge. Like it was a chase. It was like a, like something that I had to like get. Like something that wasn't just given to me. After that, it becomes something that was like. Yeah, dude, that's tied in with food. It's the same thing. The first, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, let's say like you haven't had hot dogs in a while. Mm-hmm. Or like you haven't had, or like PF Chang's. Sure. If you ate at PF Chang's every day, it wouldn't be that fucking great to you. You wouldn't be like, oh, dude, shit's amazing. You'd be like, yeah, man, I, 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 PF Chang's is great. It still tastes delicious every time you eat it. But you're like, I wouldn't mind having something else right now. It's you know, it's just different. You get the sex thing. I think I stumped you on that, dude. The sex thing. You gotta admit. <laughs> I mean, the I first know- time I remember, like, what you, your your body's like, oh shit. And your dick is like literally like a diamond. Yeah, but that's okay. Don't get me wrong. But that's a new experience. The first time I had sex was a new experience. 
the first time eating a hot dog was a new experience, but that's not happening ever again. Like, yeah, but it you just naturally okay, it's the same thing with sex. What about the second time? Like, let's say let's say you and an ex reconvene after twenty years. Yeah, would you still not be like, oh, like I remember this. This is gonna be dope. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe I I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> when if and when it happens. If and when it happens. I'm just saying it's just like it's natural. Like I remember it's it's just natural to like wean off of something you want it really bad. Yeah. But it's just more exciting. That's the thing, dude. We're not, I'm not talking about deliciousness. No matter what, a hot dog tastes exactly the same. But how excited and how like good it makes me feel it changes. Oh, that's that's a good way of explaining it actually. Yeah. That makes more sense now. In the yeah, sense that's what that, I was trying to get at. It was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess what I was always confused about is like... I don't know. I don't eat food to make me feel good. I do. But I guess... <laughs> I, but the thing is, everybody must. In the sense that food does make you feel good. Whether you want it to or not. Like, mm-hmm. when you eat, you feel... You, you, you've, dieted, you've dieted before, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. So, remember the first time you went back to having a shitty diet? Like, when you broke that shitty diet, it was kind of awesome. Like, you were like, oh, this is... But that's the thing. It didn't feel awesome to me. You're it was just like, like oh, yeah, is... this food tastes good again. Like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, though. That, that That's why I guess this concept is kind of lost on me, but I do understand it. Have you ever gone, oh, thank God I don't have to eat that fucking healthy, disgusting shit anymore? Like... Yes, but that's because food I don't like to eat, I never like to eat it. Like, once I've tried something and determined I don't like it... <laughs> that's it dude like it's a done I mean, it's yeah. a wrap like I don't want to see that anymore <laughs> I don't want to see that anymore you know what I'm saying like get right, that out of my face we're at an hour 10 we usually do um, we usually just like kind of wrap this up quick but uh, let's do uh, usually we say we're what's the word for it jealous of someone or I call it what, was it what did I call it celebrity crush celebrity crush okay celebrity crush do you uh, have one Um, right now Chloe Grace Moretz is that the I know this or girl. Moretz, sorry. Is that the chick from Mad Men? I think. I think she was also on Kick Ass and some scary movies. Mm. She's really wrong, pretty. Kick-Ass. I think she's I think she's really pretty. Dude, you don't watch my show. This has nothing to do with like actually having a crush on the person. It's like, oh, Joe Rogan's dope. I want to be like Joe Rogan. Like that kind of crush. Like Oh, that kind of someone crush. Someone you look up to, yeah. Man, I only look up to myself. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, <Joe. laughs> Um actually, but let me think. Celebrity crush would probably have to be. I've heard you go. Oh my god, he's so dirty. I don't remember what game it was, but. Nah, you know who? Who? Khabib. Khabib number. Dude, did you watch the fight? No, I didn't. Don't tell me. I didn't Are get to see. It. I I fucking didn't get to see it. But Khabib, I love Khabib, dude. Like he's so. He's a Muslim. Well, yeah, he's Muslim, but that's not even what I mean. Like he's just like super wholesome guy, super reserved, but he's just like. Like, that's the type of dude, like, he puts in the grind and it shows. Like, he comes out and he's, like, a fucking force. Yeah, no, dude. Like, when he steps into a room, everyone's like, oh, shit, Khabib. Dude, the, it's crazy how, I don't understand how, like, when I was watching the fight, the Khabib fight, yeah. my heart was literally, like, exploding. Really? I was literally like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Every second was, like, it was phenomenal. It was, like, sex. It was better than sex, dude. It was phenomenal. That's awesome. I need to watch. Yeah, watch I definitely. Watch I want to watch the recap of it so bad. I'm so pissed that I missed it. Um, but yeah, 
Okay, so Khabib, yeah. He's definitely somebody who's very, like, he's hardworking. He's dope, dude. He's so dope. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to skip out on fucking this week's just because, like... Wow. You're going to skip it? No, no, no. You don't get to skip out. Pick. Dude, I have a crush on someone new every fucking week. Okay, so pick. Okay, topic of video games. Asmund Gold, this guy. Oh, is that the World of Warcraft player? Yeah. By the way, fucking shout out to World of Warcraft. We're nerding out this fucking episode. But, um... <laughs> This guy, uh, dude, crazy story. He's like, he was like in college and whatever. And, uh, he was pulling out like student loans and he had like three options. Like one option was he goes to school, blah, blah, blah. Second option was he, he had like horrible, like teeth to uh, like toothaches and shit. Okay. I just found out apparently he had like horrible t- dental problems, but he couldn't right. afford to fix it. Yeah. And, um, that was like a big thing in his life. And he started like, his teeth started falling out oh, to the shit. point where like, in his, in his streams, he's like, guys, if you've ever seen me, like, whenever I laugh, I, I like, close, cover my mouth. It's because, because his teeth are fucked up. Yeah. That and he's sucks. Like, hey, and this, you would like this guy? I don't know if you've seen his streams. I've seen a little bit. I'm not a big WoW player, so I don't really watch his streams, but he's massive. I know he yeah. gets, like... He reminds me of you in a sense that he's extremely, like, a logical person. And yeah. he was like, the reason why I did that, he wasn't like, oh, like, I'm insecure. He's like, I'm not that person who doesn't have teeth in his mouth. I didn't want people to see me that way. So I just waited up until, like... I got my teeth fixed to show you guys. Yeah, yeah, and that and that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, you you love this guy. You should definitely watch him. And then he was like, his third option was I buy a house so that I could take care of my mom. And like, he went with like the mom thing and like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just looked up to this guy because like he fucking he he was he's so devoted to WoW. Also, he plays a warrior, which is like <laughs> the hardest. It's the dumbest class to pick, but. Is it like rewarding or no? It's is it, not even now. So he just does it for the entertainment. Yeah. And while it's like being a mage, like range player generally is better just because okay. like, yeah, there's range, there's distance between you and the other person, yeah. especially like a warrior. Like everyone has distance among you and everybody has CC. So you, they're going to stay away from you, kite you until you die. But he's so dedicated. He was like, dude, I literally played WoW. I just made sure that in our raids, I would have the highest DPS and be the best warrior in our guild, no matter what. And that's like all he cared about. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's you his do. goal. And now he like build a following and like. He Doesn't got, he get like 100,000 viewers in a stream? He had one today. He went, he got 60 today, level 60 on WoW. Oh, really? Yeah. That's intense. crazy. Wait, didn't WoW Classic come out like a week ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. That's nuts. He already has Dude, level 60. People, people hit 60 before him. People. Finished the entire. They 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 finished a raid that took in the like when the game first started out. I think it took it like six months for people to finish the raid. That's so nuts. This time around took them like one or two weeks. Yep, because people are fucking insane. Yeah, I love it, dude. That's drive for you, man. Yeah, that's drive. These people are fucking. But yeah, I I just respect him because he was like twenty whatever. Now he's twenty eight, mm-hmm. and he's like killing it. He has like he's like I have like around thirty thousand subs, which means what do they like do the math five. Yeah, he makes like sub. he makes like seventy five thousand a month. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and he yeah. deserves. It. It's like dude, that's there, without like donations. Dude, there's people like Ninja, like where like not to like shit on these people. Not that my opinion matters or anything, but it's like, dude, you fucking got into a game, like that just new got created newly. Yeah, you didn't even you were even part of the community. You just were the best, and yeah. then everybody jumped on your bandwagon. And he's kind of a douche, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, the thing about Ninja is like definitely kind of a douche. Or definitely, like, just kind of hopped on, like, Fortnite and just got the best and people respected him for it. But he did put in work in the sense that he played competitive Halo. Oh, I know. I heard about that. That's why I respected him a little. I was like, oh, shit, Halo. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely, like, 
didn't just like I feel like he didn't hop on Fortnite just because he thought it would make him as big as he became. Mm-hmm. But it happened. Like, what, yeah. he, what is he gonna do? Not accept it? Like, if I was him, shit, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. But it's like, uh, but he also like doesn't. I, I feel like he doesn't have fun with Fortnite. He doesn't. He if you look like for the past few months, it's been pretty obvious. Like, like not that I him. don't watch him, but um, like a lot of journalists report like. You can tell, like, there's a lot of videos of him just looking very disassociated with the game. But the thing is, his success is so attributed to it that he needs to play it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Asman fucking loves this game. Which is great, exactly. And you definitely like, want to build your success based on yeah. something that makes you he's happy. Been, he's been playing since, like, 2007. So he's so... And he's like, he's like, my mom, like, bought this for me. Me and my mom waited. He has all these stories. Like, me and my mom waited at GameStop for, like, 24 hours just so that he could get a copy of Burning Crusade. And that night he played all night. And then he talks about it. He's like the day after, like he had to go back to school and it, there was a snow day. And he was like, that's when I knew like he went out, played with his friends, came back and played world of Warcraft for the, and like, that's he, awesome. This guy's so dedicated and loves it so much that I'm like, yo, I fucking love you because you love this shit. And it makes you love the, appreciate love and appreciate the game. He knows every dungeon. If you just mention it, dude, there's like hundreds of dungeons. You mention one and he's like, yeah, yeah. This is what you get. This is the gear you get from it. Um, but yeah, that's the person I look up to right now because he's like, he, he's so de- dedicated to his community and he's so serious about it. That's awesome. Like he's serious. Yeah, yeah. I, I love people like that who are yeah. actually like, don't get me wrong. It's great that he's successful and mm-hmm. it's even better that he's successful, like not because he just wanted success, but also because he actually is doing something he cares about, mm-hmm. which kind of counteracts the logical thing I was talking about earlier. But at the matter. same time, happiness is logical, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it has to be. I mean, that's the, otherwise, why are we doing this, dude? Yeah. It's like... But is sadness logical? Thanks is, so much for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, we ended right there. Um, yeah. I just like the fact that he, he also shits on people. He's so good at shitting on people. He's yeah. like, He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're a mage, you just stand there and auto, like, auto, just click one key and you win. Like, that takes no skill. Mm Because Warriors is just way too hard, but whatever. But yeah, so that's one of my... And the other... um, Question? Yeah, the other question is... Well, the other thing is manipulation tactics. But you're the person I sometimes have to ask advice for. Because you've got that fucking logi mind. You know what I mean? The thing is... I hate the term manipulation tactics. Because it's very... It sounds very... Malicious. Yeah, malicious. Exactly. I know what you're trying to say. And yeah, uh, well, wait, what's your question? You didn't even ask me the question. You said you come to me for advice. I mean, that's the thing. Do you have anything that you want to get advice? The thing is, is you're like, it's like, this is like me. Like, hey, hey, professor, what what math question do you want to ask me? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? But to be fair, I'm good at emotional manipulation. You're good at regular. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I guess let me ask you this. Do you feel like you are around people that you want to be around or people that help you gain advantages in life? Both. Okay. That's Very, and, and more, more headed towards, I mean, now that I think about it, it's more geared towards like people that I like. That's good. Cause to be honest, like, you know, I have a lot of fun around like I have, I have my buddies who we drink and shit, and that's a great time. Don't get me wrong, we fucking party, and I feel like you know the man. Yeah. But my childish, like the 
the laughter I have around our group of friends is more childish. Like, I don't know how to explain. It's like, hee <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's very nostal- it's nostalgic and it's like, it feels good in my core. And that's important. Yeah. 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 That's good, dude. But that has nothing to do with manipulation tactics. Well, the thing is, the reason I asked that is because if you had more people, like, so the people that you have in your life to get ahead with, mm-hmm. that's manipulative in itself, right? Yeah. Because you make friends based on the premise that, hey, you are going to be valuable to me someday. Mm-hmm. You have worth because I think you will be successful, which means I want to interact with you. Not because I particularly like you. Not that you can't also like people that will get you ahead. But at the same time, there are people that you will interact with that like, hey, honestly, if it was just like based on friendship alone, I probably wouldn't talk to you. But because I think you'll be useful to me, I will interact with you. Yeah, that goes back to like, uh, you know, Hyan talks about it. He's like a few, he has like his rich cousins and stuff. Yeah. Who's like, some people talk to them or just friends with them because of like their, you know, their status and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, that's the thing. Like the people who... I've realized you got to pick. I like smart people. Yeah. I like to think that a lot of my friends are just like smarter than me. And I like to be there because like I feel safe. Because I'm like, if if I'm doing something wrong, someone's going to be like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. And then I get to go, okay, dope. And um, Han and Nick were talking about this. They're like, I feel like we have a hard time taking each other's advice. And I was like, not me, dude. You guys say something. I go home and fixate on that shit until it's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, dude, it's like, I, I, don't you think our friend group is like a, a ten, intelligent at, at, at all? Like, yeah, of course. I think we are yeah. a group of intelligent people. Very, like, I think we're, you know, the upper echelons. I like to use that word. Yeah. Yeah. I think my dick's pretty big. Yeah, exactly. Seven inches, right? Classic, baby. <laughs> Shout out to uh, seven inches. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I fucking, I, yeah, I wish we would. The thing is, is like, we, we have too much ego and, yeah, definitely needs to be brought down a few yeah. notches. And I just wish, you know, but it's definitely getting better. We're definitely becoming way more teamwork effort. But there are moments of like, you know, I know what's best. And I'm like, just give me your opinion. Don't tell me that it's the best opinion. Right. But yeah. So, but the, you know, well, fuck it. That's manipulation tactics. Dude, this is going to be one of the longest episodes. Any shout outs? Hey, uh, shout out Bobby Tarantino. But- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, was like, dude, I love him. I love Quentin. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, no, no shout outs. Shout outs to my friends. Shout outs to you, shout Matt. To you. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Yeah, I really absolutely. appreciate it. This was fun. Shout out to your little sister, dude. Shout out to my little sister. Brother. She's out of college. My brother is a piece of shit. So, but he's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I feel you. On he that. burned. He burned an egg today, and it blew up in my kitchen. He burned. How do you? How he does that left happen? the stove at maximum heat, and then left. And not only did he leave, he leaves right. And so I get out of the shower, and the smoke alarm's going off. And I call him, and I'm like, hey. What the hell happened over here? I was like, did you cook something? He goes, oh, dude, I totally forgot about my egg. Can, Could I, you- can I ask you one last question? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so your, your little sister's smart, right? Yeah. She, went to Cor- she got into Cornell, she's in Cornell. Uh, Well, she she got accepted to Cornell, but she's at Bard College, but yeah. Okay, whatever. Still, you know. Cool. Yeah, she's at a good school. She's she's intelligent. Yeah, right, you're intelligent too, but also your sister, is she logic? I don't think she's li- logic. She's pretty emotionally based. Okay, there you go. Now, your older brother is he intelligent. I'll, I'll say I'll say yes. Yeah, because I know you hate him a little bit, but is he <laughs> is he like smart? The thing is, he's he's got 
he has a different quality of intelligence. Like the thing, this is a super long discussion that we probably could have had earlier, yeah. but did we discuss that? We'd have to talk about what is intelligence, right? Hmm. He has a certain intelligence in certain fields. I wouldn't say his general, like generally, I think he's careless, which can come off as did not being intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's definitely intelligent. Okay, and that's all I wanted to know. Well, uh, yeah, but who do you think is the smartest out of the three of you? I mean, <laughs> in a general sense, I want to say me. Okay. And I believe you. I believe you. Um, who do you think is the, mo the most... Um... Also, where do you think you get your smarts from? Your, your, your dad or your... Um, neither. Not that they're, my parents are dumb. Dude, there's no way that your fucking sister, you, you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, like, I think... I'm sorry, I shouldn't... Uh, I think that my sister, my brother, and I gained most of our intelligence from understanding what our parents didn't do like kind of like learning okay. from what like they did wrong does that make sense my parents did a lot right that isn't to say that they're bad parents they're great parents yeah of course but like i gained a lot of intelligence and in thinking about the world differently because they have a very old-fashioned mindset mm -hmm. that promoted oh, me my sister my brother to look outward and think like how do i improve yeah all right dope all right so shout out to all my listeners shout out to everybody that loves me Shout out to everybody that loves Artan. Shout out to my fans. Yeah, shout out to my fucking fans. I'm becoming famous. We're growing at an exponential rate. I'm lying. It's not exponential. It is linear, but at least we're growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, love everyone. God bless you. This was a great podcast. Good night.